0: come
1: from. Gentlemen, do you realize what we've found? It came from outer space to fill the world with terror. What earthly power can stop this
0: terror? That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop.
2: From outer space. Unbelievable. That's not the name of this podcast.
0: He's unbelievable. Hey, happy belated birthday, Yeah,
2: 31 years (laughs) young. Yeah, yeah, fuck you guys. (laughs) Ran a 5K yesterday. Congratulations, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Surprised you made it.
1: You're the next Usain Bolt, remember that. That's what I was telling myself the entire time. But without further ado, this is the podcast from outer space once again. It's your boy, Rob Scott. We got T-Bag, a.k.a. Adam, a.k.a. the Bryce Harper of softball, ladies and gentlemen. He just signed to a contract that allows him free gear. And a pleather glove. And <laughs> on <laughs> top of that, all of his softball fees for the entire year paid for by his team. And then, as always, try and Scott. Hello, everybody. A lot of fanfare there. Hey, listen...
2: <clears throat> Signing me is like signing Bryce Harper is like signing Carson Wentz. And that brings us to the real issue tonight. This whole Philadelphia experiment. Is Carson Wentz good? Is Bryce Harper good? Is
0: T-Bag good? Hey, all Philly. Look at that synchronicity. Yeah, see? Now,
1: I'm just doing my part to get ready, you know?
0: (laughs) Now, we're getting into the Philadelphia experiment. It's no secret tonight. The gang. Now, just up
1: front, though.
0: I want to ask you guys a question, and I think it's been enough time, so let me just spitball this at you, and tell me if I'm way off base, which sometimes I am, because, you know, we all are. <laughs> we all <laughs> are? Now, is it safe to say that every single Michael Jackson song is about molesting young boys? What about Happy Birthday? Well, he did not create, he didn't that create song. didn't
2: create the song, or... the rights to it. So every Michael Jackson created song. Yes,
0: Man in the mirror. What's he looking at? A oh, young boy. <laughs> uh, um, don't stop till you get enough. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> young boys. Young boys. Um, what's the other one? Why did we have to go there? What's the other one? Um, Beat it? <laughs> 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 no, uh, uh, uh The way you make me feel. Oh, That's about a young boy as well. Billy
1: Jean. Young boy. Uh, well that is not his lover because a young boy was
0: now moving right into this um so great starting point (laughs) we can only go up from here guys throwing batteries at santa
2: claus yeah man
0: okay so set the bar low we yeah philadelphia experiment now this is a legendary within conspiracy lore um Background of this, I think this episode was actually Rob brought us to this. Now, is this just because you're a massive Philadelphia sports fan, or did you actually have some interest in this experiment? Don't well, lie.
1: you were asking us to research the Montauk Project, and in doing research for that, I saw something that sparked my interest. The word Philadelphia.
0: The, word
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Philadelphia experiment. Uh, a lot of people say that it's a similar thing. Now, actually, I will say it is its own thing. Mm. Yes. In and of itself. Yes. But I found out, I discovered it, stumbled upon it while doing my research for Montauk. And then I was like, well, this sounds way cooler. So I just started looking into that.
0: Well, not only is it it's way It's like cooler. a little rabbit
1: hole, you know? Mm.
0: Oh, yeah. This is a lot of those. A lot of rabbit holes. And then we were going to... With this one, what I found was I start researching something and then it's like, uh, oh shit! What's this? And then you start. Yeah, looking it's like at
1: Office that. Space, one deeper, yeah. and deeper. And then two hours deeper later, you're looking at a Michael Jackson video, <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: uh, <laughs> which also can be found on Explain It To Me Like I'm Five.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're going deeper, deeper. We're getting on Reddit, Explain Like I'm Five. We're trying to research um, string theory, unified field theory, Boson Higgs particles, tea and and I have done a lot of research into the physics for you guys, so you know. And Michael Jackson's done a lot of teabagging. <laughs> Thank you later. I will say for this one, started off, we were originally going to do Montauk Project. Mm-hmm. All right? No secret. Stranger Things. Big... uh a little tie-in. Big um, theme started with our with podcast. C, that's yep. what
2: we were going
1: with. Now, a lot of relations there. So
0: mm-hmm. we said, hey, season three's coming up. Let's get into the Montauk Project. Come to find out, you can't really discuss the Montauk project without precursoring the Philadelphia experiment. So this is going to be our precursor into that. Now, me and T-Bag have been talking, might do Montauk project next week, might do it at a later date, let you guys marinate on this one for a while. But, you know, you'll see that as we get into the weeds of this stuff, a lot of similar themes the Duffers pulled out of here. Um, So, you know, we figure how, why not split them up? generate some more content for the loyal legion. So without further ado, we are covering the Philadelphia Experiment. Now, we want to cite our sources for this one. Started off with The Montauk Project by Preston Nichols and
1: Peter Moon. Now, great fucking
0: read. I will say I got really excited about this book and about halfway through on the plane to Jamaica, I realized, oh, this is a... Lot of made-up bullshit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: now, Dude, I'm not high enough for this. Yeah, level, now man. this guy is on another fucking level, which we'll get into plenty of that on the Montauk Project because that's where it really gets full-on, like,
1: fucking David Ike Alex Jones crazy. Um, this well, one... just to, you know, feed into that, I was doing some research, and I'm gonna, not going to lie to you here, I didn't even touch the book... But I read some articles online, and I was starting to realize that a lot of this shit is bullshit, like you just said. And I think that is also what led me to just start researching more of the Philadelphia Experiment. Because, I mean, while at some point I did think this is some made-up bullshit as well, it just seems a little bit more you know, believable than all that other
0: shit. Now you're talking about Philly. Yes. Philly Experiment. Yes. Now, Philly Experiment... You know, it's what's widely believed to be a hoax, Um, but there is some fucking truth to it. You know, that's what we're going to dig into for for you guys. So we also want to cite a book, Great American Conspiracies, and also the case for the UFOs, the Vero edition, uh, and numerous, countless, endless internet articles, threads, and message boards, uh, because that's where this stuff really lives. Now... For those that don't know, the Philadelphia Experiment is an alleged military experiment carried out by the United States Navy at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard in Pennsylvania. Uh, Now, sometime around the 28th of October, 1943, um, the USS Eldridge DE-173, a cannon-class destroyer escort, was claimed to have been rendered invisible.
2: Mm.
0: Now, that is the basic um, conspiracy theory as it lies. Uh, Like we were saying, the story is widely believed to be a hoax. Um, This never really surfaced until about 1955 when uh, these letters... started getting sent, uh, these are known as the Allende Letters, they started getting sent to astronomer and writer Morris K. Jessup, who was, uh, in fact, a prominent writer on UFOs at the time. Now, furthermore, yes, very interesting. Now, furthermore, the Navy maintains that the experiment was never conducted um, and that the details of the story contradict well-established facts about the USS Eldridge. And that the alleged claims do not conform to known physical laws, which, of course, um, that's the conspiracy theory. Uh, Now, since these alleged events, uh, the Philadelphia Experiment has been popularized by several books, a 1984 film, a (laughs) lower-budget sequel, and a sci-fi channel TV movie, Uh, Contains everything from covert military experiments and government cover-ups to time travel, wormholes, and teleportation. And we will get into all of this and more in this episode. Let's get into the official narrative. We want to start with the official narrative, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, Give the people what they want. So the official narrative. Now, the Navy claims that... um, People started questioning, like, why this. The Navy says this whole thing came about is that um, they had this quiet, routine research at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard during World War II, and according to the Navy fact sheet, yeah, the Navy actually, uh, the Navy Office of uh, Research or some shit like that. They got so much inquiries about this after the 1984 movie came out that they drafted up a fact sheet to just send out to these people <laughs> that were saying shit about the movie. Um, apparently on August 12th, 1943 or October 28th, 1943, as there are several differing accounts, the U S Navy conducted a testing aboard the USS Eldridge at the Philadelphia Navy yard. Now, the exact nature of the test is up in the air. Uh, Possibilities include experiments in magnetic invisibility, radar invisibility, optical invisibility, or degaussing, which is uh, basically like demagnetizing a ship because magnetic mines were big at the time. So trying to think of a way to throw these magnetic mines off course. Now... According to the Navy, in these experiments, researchers ran an electric current through hundreds of meter of electrical cable around the hull of a ship. Sounds like a great idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the Navy, dude. They're fucking high level. So they're running this.
1: They're high level.
0: They're running a uh, current through these electric wires <laughs> in the middle of the ocean. Yep. To, I mean, I'm sure they've got the proper fucking. Uh, it, it's not just like exposed wire in they the fucking thing. Dropping a toaster in, <laughs> the a toaster in All there. Right. Uh, and so they run electric current through these, and basically that renders the ship "quote unquote" invisible to underwater and surface mines. Um, as Germany deployed a lot of magnetic mines. In the European theater, they would basically latch onto the metal hulls of ships when they came near. So this technique, I, I guess it's like essentially the reverse of a electromagnet. Like you ever make one of those as a kid where you wrap wires around a nail and then you charge it and it makes it magnetic.
1: Mm, Yes, I believe I did that in about 7th grade.
0: Now, uh, think opposite of that. So it's like scrambling these magnetic mines. I guess it was that sort of thing. So in theory, the system would make the ship invisible to the mines. Um, Now, these tests or this single test produced undesirable results, and the project was canceled. Now, that's the official story from the Navy. The the Navy even went on to say – It was believed the foundation for
2: apocryphal stories arose from the Gaussing experiments which have the effect of making a ship
0: undetectable or invisible to magnetic minds. Now, the Navy maintains its stance that it had never conducted invisibility experiments either in 1943 or at any other time. And that's our story, and we're sticking to it. (laughs) I assume that means, like... Full-on, like, Invisible Man-type shit. Hollow Man, Kevin Bacon-type shit.
2: Avengers-ship.
0: Yeah. Now, they were made, like, the magnetic invisibility, like, invisibility is just a word they're using to make it invisible to magnets, not
1: invisible to the naked eye. You tracking? Oh, I'm tracking. Okay. Now... That's just a cover-up story that they want you to believe.
0: Hey, maybe. Now, further indications on the fact sheet state that the second experiment, because apparently there was two, um, in which the Eldridge was sent to Norfolk and back to Philadelphia, was supposed to have occurred on October 28th, 1943. Um, and, you know, it's alleged in the second experiment, which we'll get into in the actual story, the truth of the matter. Uh, the ship fucking disappeared completely, pops up in Norfolk, Virginia. And then, boom, pops back to Philly. Now, the ship's log says that it was in Brooklyn Naval Yard on that date. Interesting. But it did spend two days in Norfolk Naval Yard in November of 1943. Sounds like my college days. Now, in 1999, there was a reunion of sailors who served on the USS Eldridge in Atlantic City. Uh, The sailors claimed that the ship never docked in Philadelphia and corroborate that it was, in fact, in Brooklyn on the supposed date of disappearance. The captain also said that no experiments were ever conducted on the vessel. Of course he did. Technically, they succeeded then. That ship was not where it was supposed
2: to be. It was invisible. Hey. Well played, gentlemen, well played. Or possible... (laughs) um,
0: (laughs) No one's ever going to see it. (laughs) Take a page out of Stranger Things, possible mind-erasing techniques. Mm. Maybe. You know, not for everyone. It's no, ex- it's no, no fucking secret. Project MK Ultra. They were doing this shit back then. Possibly, they mm. might. Now, of course, logs can be faked, and I mean, the government and military has lied before about certain events in the interest of national security. One example would be the Manhattan Project. Great stories. And from and Hall, that's just one it. example. Yeah, that, yeah, that's just one. I mean, there's countless examples. So um, now let's get into how the true story came about. Um, this is an origin story, if you will. Now, as I said, stuff didn't start coming out about this shit until about 1955. Now, the Navy maintains that the myth can be tracked back to 55 with the publication of The Case for UFOs by Morris K. Jessup. Now, in 1955, Carl Meredith Allen, using the alias Carlos Miguel Allende, (laughs) sent a series of letters to astronomer and writer Morris K. Jessup. Uh, Now, Jessup had written several early UFO books prior to the case for the UFO. So this Allen guy, he claimed to have been on the USS Andrew Foraseth, during the time of the experiment and witnessed the USS Eldridge emerge in the waters of Norfolk before quickly disappearing into thin air, claiming that the ship was teleported from Philly to Norfolk for a few minutes and then back. Now I did find like a few different accounts. Some said his ship was in Norfolk. Others said his ship was in um, Philly. So, you know, it's kind of up in the air as to that. Literally, uh,
1: literally up in there,
0: but Alan also criticized Jessup's uh, what he called naive understanding of unified field theory. So in, great, he's just like <laughs> in the case for the UFO. Now that's from what we could gather, myself and Tea Bag, um, we dove pretty deep into this. Uh, that's a big part of this whole thing. You know, as far as I could gather from all my research, uh, unified field theory, that's like a big, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a big connecting point on how this experiment even came about or how it is essentially like uh, how it works. Because for you ingrates out there, and I suppose that includes us too, uh, unified field theory, I mean... We'll try our hands at explaining this to you. We'll give you the fucking, uh, the gist. Now it has never been proven by Einstein or anyone else. Um, but it attempts to merge the forces of gravity and electromagnetism into one fundamental field as in the realm of quantum mechanics or general relativity. Uh, apparently like gravity is like the hardest thing to quote unquote, get right in these fields. Like, they don't really necessarily fit in with all the other fields. Am I explaining that right, T-Bag? Uh, yeah. <laughs> listen, <laughs> I mean, listen,
2: listen, listen. i guy's guy. not
1: a rocket scientist. Ever. All right.
2: I'm not. And even, you know, our, even our, some of our most brilliant and learned scientists haven't been able to explain this. So if you don't understand it, you're in the same boat as us. And that boat is apparently invisible.
0: And that boat is apparently a large number of the population. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my, my takeaway from it,
2: and this is dumbing it down even more than it was dumbed down for me, is that all forces matter time and space. They have the, they have the same set of rules. Everybody's playing by the same set of rules. Okay. And Tracking. It, right? Unless and, you're
1: Adam. Then you're getting signed to a softball team for free. Make your own rules. Please. Please. Rob,
0: this is unified field
2: theory (laughs) time. (laughs) Now you're breaking the rules. (laughs) You're confusing our listeners. You're confusing me. But basically the thing is, like, all these, you know, everything conforms to these rules. And that nothing's going to contradict anything else. You know, it's like we were talking about uh, the laws of physics. Matter cannot be created or destroyed, yeah, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. An
0: object st- in motion stays in motion.
2: Right, right. There's rules. Everybody follows the rules, mm-hmm. and it's come- what goes
0: up must come down. Right,
2: right. Everybody's, you know, we agree with that. And then all of a sudden, guy discovers Higgs boson particles, shoots that shit to
0: well. Now you're throwing Higgs boson in there. That's apparently debunking all this. Right, right,
2: right. right. So let's stay away from that. Look that up on your (laughs) time. That's on me. Okay, okay, so my understanding is that everything follows a set of rules. Okay, we get that. If we're going to dumb it down, unified field theory, everything, every single thing you can think of follows a set of rules. That's what they want
0: you to But is the unified field theory, the theory is what are those rules?
2: Well, that's the theory. (laughs)
0: Okay. (laughs) Now, Rob, tell us if you understand this because are you a unified field theory guy?
2: (laughs) Nope. Now, that's (laughs) the answer everybody has when we ask them. What is unified field theory? No one knows. Tell us
0: if you're tracking on this. So this is one of the most simplest things I've seen. So the forces of nature, as he's saying, all played by the same set of rules. So when you look at them through mathematics...
2: Um we'll stop there this oh, guy almost failed job or german Hey I'm not going to
0: throw any numbers at you just you you are aware that mathematics is a field right of study I, I was not aware <laughs> <laughs> no. So when you take a look at these forces of nature through mathematical tools they are given like what's called a field so these forces are electromagnetism um the weak force the strong nuclear force and gravity.
2: Now it turns like we could graph this shit on graph paper. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now you can, yeah, yeah. You can like have a mathematical equation. It's just like you were saying, it plays by those rules in math. Now it turns out that the mathematics of these fields are super symmetrical. For example, you look at a cylinder from the front. What is it? Circle. Now you look at it from the side, what does it look like?
1: Probably a rectangle.
0: Exactly. Now in reality, those are the same object, you know, just from a you're just looking at it from a different perspective. Mm. So essentially like physics discovered um that this is the case with electromagnetism and the weak force. Later on the strong force was added. Um they're basically saying they're all the same thing. Okay. It's not so,
2: not even just playing by the same rules. They the Yeah, it's thing. like
0: it's like we were saying, like um Einstein like combining space and time to like space
2: time. So we look at the cylinder, the front end is gravity, the side, just hypothetically, the side is electromagnetic, the Yeah, back, so, okay, something okay, like
0: okay. that. But that. it's saying like what they can't prove it like they can't find a way to, I guess, maybe prove that. Like that's what they're having a hard time fitting in everything. I, I mean, guess I'm having a hard time. I mean, this, yeah, this like- is from my <laughs> understanding. Again, I'm not a physicist. I'm not a mathematician. You're yeah. um, not. Yeah. If anybody does have a simple way of explaining unified field theory, please, please drop us a line uh, because that's uh, the Real best that we could get, um, but anyways, that <laughs> has, uh, that has, uh, do you feel like you're sort of catching the drift of what it is? Kind of okay, now back to uh, just keep that in mind, <laughs> <Unified>. <laughs> you tuck that in the back yeah. of your
1: mind for the rest put of the day, put that episode. on the
0: back burner. Um, so Jessup he gets these letters, right?
2: Okay. Um, From what was the guy's name? Say the accent again.
0: It was uh, Carl Allen using the pseudonym Carlos Miguel. Carlos Miguel Allende. So he gets these letters and um, Jessup is like, hey, this guy's this guy's talking some interesting shit here. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he keeps writing back and forth. He tries to corroborate what this guy's saying with the Navy saying, hey, you know, was this ship here? Was this ship here? Was there, was there ever... Uh, carlos on your ship uh the navy is like nah fam this never (laughs) happened um so jessup basically just writes this guy off as insane he's like hey what the fuck now i read some of these original letters i will say quite a bit of information to take in Mm. and um this guy carl allen no bill shakespeare (laughs) Uh, uh,
2: his name is Carlos I can only imagine what his writing was
0: now check this out in April of 1956 Admiral N. Firth chief of the office of naval research receives a manila envelope with happy Easter written across the front oh you do not
2: want to open up that (laughs) now why is that Uh, I received that one Easter and it was a guy with an Easter egg going up his butthole. Cadbury egg? (laughs) I hope not. Don't ruin those for me. Okay. Don't ruin those.
0: Okay. So he gets this envelope, happy Easter. Um, He opens this thing up. He finds a copy of Jessup's uh, UFO book annotated with handwritten notes claiming advanced knowledge of physics that linked extraterrestrial technology to break throughs in Unified Field Theory. Now, this would go on to be known as the Annotated Edition. Um, and these, these annotations written in the book, they sometimes agreed with what Jessup was writing. Uh, sometimes they contradicted it. They also referred to two types of people living in space and two habitats on Earth for these space people. Underseas and what they termed the stasis-neutral... And they mentioned that the building, they mentioned the building of undersea cities and identified two groups of spacemen, LMs and SMs. The LMs were peaceful and the SMs sinister. Hmm. They explained what happened to people, ships, uh, planes which had disappeared. So this is like in, um, like these annotations, like remember in the end of uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind? When like the, all the they let off all the abducted people, yes, it's like that. Like they're they're like, oh hey, this is what happened to that ship that went missing. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, you know. Now they also elaborated upon the origin of odd storms, clouds, objects falling from the sky, strange marks and footprints, and other events that Jessup had written about in this book. Uh, so, sent to this admiral. Now, in 1957, Jessup was told by two naval officers that a man who called himself Carlos Allende had extensively annotated his book, The Case for UFOs, with weird commentary about time travel, electromagnetic forces, and teleporting battleships. So this alone is pretty strange. Am I right? Yeah, but I want to read that. I would love to see those notes. Oh well, I've I found oh. a PDF of um, one of these. No, not that interested. <laughs> I, I, I will say, oh. I actually
1: found it for yeah. No, <laughs> I read a
0: good deal of it. It is very dry, very boring. A lot of um, what were we saying up top? A lot of wormholes. A lot of side notes. A lot of fucking um, chasing the lot white of rabbit. fucking deeper and deeper type stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now. Uh, I mean, this guy it gets contacted by two naval officers saying, hey, we got this book, too. Like, that's pretty weird, right? Mm. Coincidence? Is it weird? I think not. Well, Office of Naval Research took things much further.
2: They always do.
0: Um, they went to the trouble of reprinting 127 copies of this annotated version they even use multicolor inks to match the pens used in the handwritten notes. Whoa. Uh, the book was printed by the Military Assistance Division of the Vero Manufacturing Company of Garland, Texas. At the time, Vero was deeply involved in aerospace design and manufacturing for the military. This version is known as the Vero edition.
2: Great. This Uh, is what my great-grandfather's tax dollars went to.
0: Now, this is apparently like the Holy Grail for uh, ufologists. Uh, So if you ever see a Vero edition floating around, go ahead and pick that up. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, this is what I found the PDF of was the Vero edition. Um, And I will say very interesting stuff. Um, A lot of fucking dry... um, You know, see, that's the thing. Actually reading the text of it.
1: (laughs) Not fun. Very monotonous. (laughs) Yes. I was actually uh, doing an installation today at an aerospace lab, interesting enough. Coincidence? Yes.
0: (laughs) 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 Now, uh, now, so uh, what is your guys' take on this? Like, why would... This is not a conspiracy theory. They did print a Vero edition. Like, why would the Navy print this?
1: Maybe they got 127 guys they wanted to show it to.
0: <laughs> so you're thinking the Navy wants to distribute it amongst themselves? Why well, would you Top print secret secret such in a weird
1: number? That's just a very odd number. I'll go ahead and print <laughs> off 127 of these, all right? That's what you think the weirdest thing about this is. <laughs> this guy receives
0: a book that has annotations from this guy talking about alien races living on Earth, and your biggest thing <laughs> is that They read 127 of those.
1: I mean, dude, I think that some parts of this could be true.
0: <laughs> its true. They reprinted the book.
1: I'm not talking about the fucking book. <laughs>
0: Are you really that mad? Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so, I'm getting pissed. But why?
0: <laughs> you want to see why? Daddy Matt? <laughs> why would the Navy reprint this? <laughs> you're asking the wrong fucking person. I'm asking for a theory, motherfuckers. Uh, Obviously, 27 <laughs> people need to...
1: Obviously, that's they got like, some people that need to read it.
0: That's like when you get
2: that joke email. You're like, oh, I gotta forward this shit to my friends, man. Yeah, this is before
0: the <laughs> oh. So, Okay. Emails, obviously. <laughs> so you're thinking then this guy gets this and is like, dude, the guys are going to get a kick out of this. Let me fucking get Vero to print
1: me off some copies.
2: 127, to be
1: exact. <laughs> spitting his fucking drink.
0: <laughs> so you know, it's like we were saying. Either I'm thinking, either top of the top. um Pass this down, and thus, you know, some of the lower-end guys got it, and they said, hey, let's get... You know, Vero has a fucking security clearance. Let's get them to print it instead of sending it somewhere where it might leak out um, so they could just kind of pass this around to people that were interested in um, this fucking space technology, okay. you know, possible, or... Maybe along the lines of what we're saying, not in the same words, but, you know, lower ranking officers, uh, maybe just had an interest in UFOs and wanted copies to give to other people who had similar interests and said, Hey, you know, reprint these, uh, or maybe exactly like what we were saying. Fucking joke. (laughs) Either way, you look at it. Uh, apparently this Jessup guy, he was called in by Vero. Uh, they showed him the book, um, now, nothing that he wrote after this, like, indicates that any of this was like kept secret. So Vera was just
1: fucking printing these off. Um, so could there be another theory that they gave them a copy of this and they were like, oh, "Go ahead and print a couple extra. This shit's interesting." Who gave? Who's them? The guy who originally got the copy. The Admiral? Yeah, like, what if he was like, oh, I need five copies of this, and they're like, go ahead and print 127 Oh, so <laughs>
0: maybe, yeah, so maybe the company just said, hey, this because is Because, I mean, and, hell, yeah.
1: I'm in the industry of printing, and sometimes when people give some cool shit, like that poster behind you, I say, hey, that's fucking cool, I'm printing one for myself.
0: Okay, okay, or like, yeah, okay.
1: 127 Yeah, you know,
0: you're printing off She-Hulk for this guy.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now that was not an original print.
0: Now... Little interesting side note, I did pick up. So it seems like we talked about in our uh, pyramids episode, mummy curses, dude. Oops. Tradition of bad luck or strange circumstances is connected with possession of the Pharaoh edition. Now, you just told
2: all of our listeners to go pick one up.
0: I said if they ever see one floating around, pick it up. This is fucking top dollar in the bad UFO circles. Luck. Well, one person's home, along with the book, was destroyed by a fire shortly after he acquired a copy. Mm. Captain Edward J. Ruppelt, uh, former head of Project Blue Book, suffered a fatal heart attack allegedly shortly after he read a borrowed copy. Allegedly. Robert Lofton, a UFO author who also... Is said to have died prematurely. We've all been there. Was another rumored owner of the book. These could be pure fucking he said, she says. You know, it's all about the he says, she says.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's Uh, 124 (laughs) other copies out there. So, but
0: nonetheless, you know, that's a little weird. Am I right? Maybe it's the fucking MIBs going around blasting people. Yeah, that are getting their hands on this stuff because it was leaked out. Now, let's get into the tale itself. So the actual events of the bare-bones, cold, hard, fact, true Philadelphia experiment goes way back before any of us could even (laughs) pick up a baseball. Even
1: Bryce Harper over here. So back in
0: 1943... Radar invisibility was being heavily researched by the U.S. Navy. Um, This is absolute fact. Um, You know, we're in the midst of a goddamn war here. We got to fucking get the leg up. A world war. Yep. Uh, The second one, I might add. Mm. So as we stated earlier, the project would come to be referred to as the Philadelphia Experiment. And it was aboard the USS Eldridge stationed out of Philly. Just like Will Smith. But the project was actually known as the Rainbow Project to those involved. Not to be confused with Project Rainbow. At the head of this project was Dr. John Von Neumann, um, who was actually later called upon to work on the Manhattan Project, which is definitely going to be a future episode. Oh, yeah. Now, there's a picture of the bastard right there. <laughs> Uh, he was, a, he was the head of this project. So the goal of the project was to render a ship invisible to enemy radar. Can't sink what you can't see. Am I right? Makes sense. So the story goes that, uh, the way they were doing this was creating an electromagnetic bottle around the ship, thus, uh, either diverting the radar waves or absorbing the waves, uh, and making it undetectable to the enemy radar. Now, this bottle was created by two massive Tesla coils, which acted as electromagnetic generators. One was mounted forward, one mounted aft. Other accounts state that a series of magnetic generators called degaussers were used, which when activated, the electromagnetic field would extend out from the ship and divert radar waves around the ship making the Eldridge invisible to radar receivers. Now, this is what we were talking about earlier. Um, You know, the Navy saying they were doing this shit. But, turns out, there were some unexpected side effects, Um, like making the ship invisible not only to radar, but to the naked eye as well. According to the Carlos Allende letter... (laughs) As the electromagnetic field increased in strength, it began to extend as far as a hundred yards out from the ship in all directions, forming a large sphere. Within this field, the ship became fuzzy and indistinct, and a greenish haze formed around the vessel, obscuring it from view. Eventually, the only visible object was the outline of the hull where it entered the water. Then, the entire ship vanished from view. Now, the theory is that um, this completely removed the ship from space-time. So the ship allegedly popped up in Norfolk, Virginia, which uh, a couple hundred miles away, uh, and then reappears back in Philly. Now, as for the crew involved, they were pretty much fucked right from the jump. Um, The test had managed to render the entire ship out of phase with the surrounding universe, which is why it was able to travel from Philadelphia to Norfolk instantly. This phasing effect had drastic effects on crew members as the ship disappeared. Some of the crew members described leaving the physical universe completely and were totally disoriented with no familiar surroundings. So think of like, um, you know, an Ant-Man when he goes subatomic and he's just in that fucking like, uh, what would you even describe it as? What do they call it? Isn't there like a word for it? There
2: is, But you're talking about like the second one when they're like floating through.
0: Well, yeah, and in the the first one one too when they go, yeah, yeah, like that. So I'm thinking something similar to that. Now, during the experiment – crew members found that they could walk through solid objects. And then when the field was shut off, men were found embedded in the bulkheads of the ship, the decks of the ship and the railings of the ship. So this is like in Jumanji. (laughs) You remember when it's like quicksand and then she rolls the dice and he's like trapped in the, it's like that. (laughs) these guys are just in the fucking ship. Now the results caused some men to go completely mad uh, and afterwards, several crew members just straight up vanished. A few disappeared into thin air. Uh, one was eating dinner with his family and just fucking disappeared. Thanos got him. <laughs> yeah, one guy walked through a wall and was never seen again. Some men entered. Some men entered into what was referred to as the freeze. Um, Let's
1: kick ice. (laughs) This
0: is where a man faded from view, unable to move, speak, or otherwise affect his surroundings. Initially, the freeze effect lasted only a few minutes to a few hours. Um, Furthermore, invisible crewmen were still visible to other sailors who had survived the experiment. Uh, After a while, the freeze effect lasted for days or months, and this became known as the deep freeze other terms that were used in the original letter were caught in the flow, caught in the push, there. get stuck, go blank, hell incorporated, or stuck in molasses. Now, the deep freeze was said to drive a man insane in a very short time and was only able to be counteracted if other crewmen performed what was known as a quote-unquote, laying on of hands technique um, to give the victim strength and allow him to recover from his affliction. Uh, Now, I don't really know what this is. I'm assuming it's like these other guys could see him, so they had to go, like, you know, grab him and kind of pull him back to reality.
2: Snap back to reality.
1: There goes gravity. Oh.
0: Apparently, two men burst into flames while doing this and burned for 18 days despite all attempts to put out the fire. So they were just in the freeze, but like on fire. (laughs) So I'm assuming the freeze is like sleep paralysis, but the person is also like invisible Mm. as they just like, you know, get fucking stuck. I have a theory about this. We'll get to that later. Now, the men that did survive were described to be in a state of horror, disorientation, all of whom ended up being discharged from the Navy as mentally unfit. Now, Mm -hmm. this is said to have been convenient for the U.S. Navy as this would easily discredit their stories. So, I mean, what are we thinking of this? Right off the bat. I mean, that's the fucking experiment. This is what Carl Allen is writing to Jessup. He puts all this in the letter saying, hey, look into this shit. Boom. That's the fucking Philadelphia experiment.
2: Very Stranger Things vibe to me. Well, it's like it makes me just think of Eleven <clears throat> stuck in the hole.
1: Upside down.
0: Oh, uh, Yeah. Bro. And it has like effects on you afterwards. Right, right. People got to pull you out. Yeah, kind of thing. Got some oh, strange mental effects.
1: Right, right.
2: 18 days of burning, though? That sounds like some vampire shit. It's called Burning Man.
1: <laughs> well, that's where <laughs> they got. Hey, the, all government, right. the government's heavily involved.
2: <laughs> Psychedelic drugs. Oh, my.
1: Elon Musk. <laughs> Dude, he that's goes he got, to Burning Man. That's where Man. he came up with Tesla. <laughs> Things are starting to click here. Okay, okay. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong here. You know, obviously, I'm no scientist. I'm no mathematician. You're a but lawyer. I am a lawyer yeah. to some. Uh, Schrodinger is the one who first kind of came, not came up with, but the multiverse is like strongly related to some of the theories that Schrodinger has. Schrodinger, cat box. Cat yes. Box. Um,
0: the cat is alive always. And dead at the or, same time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Schrodinger cat box. Schrodinger's cat is what it's referred to. That's what I know
0: him as. Did not know that he
1: came up with the multiverse. He didn't come up with it, but he kind of has done a lot of studies into big proponent. Yes, you know he's got
2: a great video describing the multiverse. Wu Tang Clan. Look it up on TED Talks. Yep. Okay, dude. TED Talk is a disinfo government
0: agency.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shills. Government shills. All right, keep going. They're using Wu-Tang to get to the children. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyways, but what I'm I'm getting at is I'm thinking that not only did something similar to what we're talking about here happen, but rather than it's like some weird electromagnetic thing gone wrong, whatever they did sent this ship into another dimension, if you will, another Universe, and then when they came back, they had seen all this crazy shit because it's nothing of this world, and that's mm. what really fucked these guys up because they're like, oh, yeah. "What the fuck is this shit?"
0: Exactly, it's like in um this is exactly it's just like in the end of two thousand one. Remember when he's yep. going through okay. Saturn yeah. and it's just all the colors, yeah, and it's like he's just getting let in on shit that like he can't comprehend. Well, yeah, it's like that because a lot of shit. What I was reading deeper into this was like. I mean, what even fucking is reality? What is your frame of reality? It's a fucking thin veil, uh, possibly a simulation. These guys are fucking pushed outside of that through this fucking wormhole, and then they their only frame of reality for their entire universe becomes the
1: ship. Mm. But that's not even real. Their whole fucking time signature is thrown off. Yeah, and boom, in the snap of a finger, you're in, you're out. They're like, what the fuck just happened? Because some of these guys depictions of what they saw and stuff is like some crazy shit that you've never even heard of. Yeah, they're tripping on acid. Yeah, obviously they they can't even comprehend it. It's like they took a fucking DMT trip. Yeah, and not only that, um, then,
0: you know, this thing fucking... Boom, pokes through like a multiverse, let's say, and then pops back into our reality, and it's like fucking Arkham Asylum. These guys are all just stuck in the bulkhead, <laughs> <laughs> like running around going it's fucking like insane. Yeah, it's like one yeah. flew over the cuckoo's nest. And
1: spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the new <laughs> Spider-Man, it kills the Spider-Man when he gets stuck in the multiverse. Oh, Big spoiler, dude. I haven't seen it yet. (laughs) You're wearing the damn shirt. I
0: thought maybe you had. Okay, now. So going off of that, so
2: kudos to this guy for actually for getting the Batman joke last week.
0: Oh, yeah, I will say um for our loyal legion, little sidebar before we get into the absolute truth, the truth truth to this experiment. (laughs) Hashtag Rob is the only one that got the joke last week. The fucking Batman joke, remember the beam? Beam of light. You were right. It was the flashlight beam. He thought he was gonna walk across that. Um, so listen to Batman if you haven't already. Yep. I know it was a long one, but it was a good episode. A doozy. Now me and Bruce got a lot in common. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so are you guys ready for the absolute truth?
1: You can't handle the truth.
0: You know, we heard the official narrative. We heard the alleged story, the Allende letters. Now are you I'm ready for else. The Absolute Truth, uh, written by Preston Nichols in The Montauk Project. Um, this guy... This the guy with the
2: FUPA? Yeah. Okay. I mean,
0: check this guy out, dude. I'll put a fucking picture of him up. This guy is just on another level with what he's writing, which we'll get into on our Montauk episode um, in the future. But, I mean, check this out. Okay. So he writes. I mean... We know the Navy's official story was they had the coils around the ship, right? Mm -hmm, The Tesla mm -hmm, coils. mm -hmm. So this guy's saying Nikola Tesla was actually involved in the Philadelphia experiment. Mm. Now, apparently he headed up the experiment to begin with. He had some success early on. Wasn't he busy burning down forests in Germany? No, 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 no. That was... You're talking about the Tunguska blast? (laughs) You're talking about the Tekushka blast. <laughs> yeah. No, that was a little bit before this. Uh wasn't that 41? <laughs> I don't I'm not sure of the timeline. I just was trying to make a joke. Okay. So Nikola Tesla it apparently worked on this um project. Um according now according to who? According to Did you not hear what I just Preston, said? Preston, Preston dude. Fupa. Fupa. Uh <laughs> Nichols? So friggin' Nichols told you this, huh? You don't so, believe him? In 1936, the project was expanded. Um, Tesla was made a fucking director of the project. And, you know, this was, he was on board with this fucking invisibility shit. You okay, know? Tesla's kind of like the Tony Stark at the time. Now, Tesla, okay, do we want to get into this? Because Tesla's an interesting guy. I mean, we'll obviously do an episode on him upcoming, because like I said, we're going to do more scientist type shit. Biopic. Um. Yeah. Now that well, we're not directors, but (laughs) so Uh, I thought you were. Where's your director glasses at? It's essentially like there's two schools of thought when it comes to Tesla. There's hardly any fucking video of him, but this guy was either light years ahead of everybody else, and he fucking single-handedly it like invented a lot of technology that we still use today. Or it was just he was a fucking like mumbling drunk that just couldn't get his patents in, wasn't a good businessman, burned through his fucking uh, funding, and that's why his name is fucking lost. To I think like, we can relate <laughs> the Einsteins and
1: and that of the world. Oh, but does Einstein have a car named after him? I don't think he does. Well,
0: just hear me out here. We're not. This is not the Tesla episode. No one's out there waiting on the Einstein
1: waiting list to get a car. We're hey, just hey.
0: saying. Tesla, uh, you know, he was apparently at the head of this thing. They do the fucking test in 1940. Um, You know, they do it at small scale. Small scale,
1: we're talking. You know, let's just go ahead and say this. I don't mean to cut you off, but (laughs) the government wants you to think that Einstein is a real genius, wants to dumb you down, doesn't want you to know about Tesla because he was so smart. Well, I
0: think Einstein was also smart because... Well, I'm not saying Einstein's an idiot. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know I mean? like the, the three man, of man, us can't talk. even fucking wrap our heads around one of his major theories. But <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless, nonetheless, I, these guys are working together on this shit, okay? If you just let me finish my story, <laughs> dude. So, small scale... <laughs> dude, come on. Tesla's at that of this thing. Small scale, they fucking make a small ship... Invisible. Um, and how then, how small are we talking? Rob, you're out of your element.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, essentially, by 1941, fucking, what, who's president? FDR? FDR was the president at the time, yes. Okay, so by 1941, Tesla, he's given, um, an entire ship a big naval ship on his behalf by FTR. Um, he had coils wrapped around the entire ship, his infamous Tesla coils. However, he was like, Hey, Hey, hey. he knew there was going to be problems with the people involved. And he was like, Hey, this is not going to fucking work. Like we need more time. He knew that the bodies would be affected severely that were on the ship. He wanted more time to perfect the experiment. This guy von Neumann, the mathematician we talked about earlier who ended up heading up the project.
1: Mm, what he, do you know a mathematician fucking it all up?
0: He disagreed and he said, "Hey, do it. Do it." He said, "Hey, you know, yeah, exactly. Do go on with the experiment," but it's said that the two never really got along. Now, keep in mind, I looked this up, Tesla would have been about 83 at this time. Oh, cuz he did die in 1943 allegedly. That's also Interesting. alleged. Interesting. Essentially, like this Von Neumann guy, he was a fucking obviously a brilliant scientist. um, And, you know, he disagreed with a lot of Tesla's ideas. Now, Tesla put in requests for more time, but they were not heard as the government had a war to win. You know, they were at war here. You know, this is no time to fuck around. (laughs) So Tesla was like, hey, all right, fuck you guys. He sabotages (laughs) the fucking experiment in March of 1942. Um, and he was either at this point, he's either fired or quit. And as we said, he's supposed to have died in 1943. Although a lot of people say perhaps fucking doppelganger dude switched him out, a body double. At um, 83? Yeah. But, you know, this guy did work like into his old age in the fucking field of science. Mm. Um, Anyways, you know, any whom, Von Neumann is now named director of the project. So he goes ahead with the tests and this is when, you know, we get the fucking infamous uh, Philadelphia experiment that we had just covered. Now, apparently... There were these two brothers. This is all according to this guy Nichols, and this ties into the Montag project. There were these two brothers, Duncan Cameron Jr. and his brother Edward. Um, they were in the control room, uh, but apparently they were like uh, they were like in this fucking big steel room, so they were shielded from these certain waves that affected all the other people negatively. So, only they were like, hey, let's get the fuck out of here. They jumped overboard. They went through a fucking wormhole. And also, before the fucking Philadelphia experiment, three UFOs were spotted over the Eldridge. Uh, Apparently, then when they flipped the switch, like one of these UFOs was zapped forward in time to 1983. And this base in Montauk. i uh, sorry for this long rant. This is all this Preston Nichols guy stuff, but these two brothers, they fucking jump off, go through a wormhole in time to 1983 and um, this fucking guy is like waiting for him. He's like, I've been waiting for you this whole time at Montauk because he knew that they were gonna appear there, and he had to send them back to 43 to fucking destroy the generators and shut off the ship and like save the fucking space time because it would fucking be catastrophic if they didn't. But before they went back to 1943, he had him doing like side missions, and uh, in one of these side missions, they were like going through a wormhole, and they were told not to go through these like side. tunnels and apparently these aliens made one of these side tunnels and like took them hostage and they had to get a crystal for their ship and then they were like okay so we're actually going to go get the crystal and they got the crystal for the alien ship and brought it back and then only one of them made it back to 1943 and the other guy was apparently like stuck in the 80s so they had to do this thing called like soul transference which uh apparently they can like uh Take your Electromagnetic Signature And transfer it To a new body And apparently They did that With him But like Because his body Was aging rapidly He's like Benjamin Button Or some shit And then um, He's fucking Aging rapidly And the government Does all these Experiments on him And then they put him uh, They they go to his father And they're like Hey you need to have Another fucking kid So he has a kid But it's a daughter And they're like No we need a boy So he has another kid And it's a boy And then they put his soul In that kid And apparently this guy Dude, he's like wiped clean. Like he doesn't remember shit before a certain date, but he was like stuck in the '60s, and that became Preston Nichols' friend who helped him write this book. And it's his friend named Rick. (laughs) I feel
2: like you just condensed the entirety of Rick and
1: Morty into your fucking dude. This was
0: this guy apparently became Al. Bielik, dude. And, um, you know, this whole thing, like this Al Bielik guy, he's still fucking Edward Cameron was now Al Bielik and he grew up with his own identity and education. And eventually in the mid eighties, he began to get memories from his former identity. And to this day he continues to research the Philadelphia experiment and he's apparently planning on writing another book and he intends to prove to even the most skeptic individual that the Philadelphia experiment did indeed happen. sounds like he's been doing a lot of drugs. (laughs) Now, what are we thinking about that? Possible, no, absolutely possible explanation. Possible truth, Uh,
1: possible possible
0: truth to
2: that hundred percent true. I believe every word. Okay. It really happened.
0: All right. Closing remarks. All right. Closing remarks. On the evening of April 20th, 1959, an astronomer allegedly committed suicide in Dade County Park, Florida by way of inhaling automobile exhaust fumes from the tailpipe through a hose into his station wagon. He died in obscurity, pretty much unknown to the general public. But we know this guy as Morris K. Jessup. So this guy died or was fucking murked off only four years after his first contact with Carl Allen, a.k.a. Carlos Carlos. Allende. Apparent suicide or government cover-up? The world may never know. (laughs) So, apparent suicide or government cover-up?
1: Obviously, it's a government cover-up, man. This guy gets... Yes. Oh, uh, okay.
2: You literally say fact, and now you're asking for my opinion. This all happened. It's a fact.
0: Well, yeah, fact, this guy card, died. He died. But you think it was a suicide? Very easy to stage a fucking. Sure, sure. Who's doing that, Who the doing that anymore? Throw him in the car. Who the fuck's doing that anymore? In
2: 1959? <laughs> yo, one of my neighbors in the old neighborhood did that.
0: They inhaled the fumes? Yeah. Now they in weren't. The were they just drunk and fell asleep? Nope. Okay. Guy murked himself. All right, so... Or did he? Or did he? <sighs> Maybe government cover-up. Hey. I'm just saying, dude, I saw
1: fucking House of Cards <laughs> when they did that shit, right? Yeah, who's doing an autopsy on that guy, you know? Mm.
0: Yeah. They're like, hey, we sealed this all up. Fucking suicide. So this guy gets... He makes contact with this fucking Carl Allen. The Navy then gets a annotated copy of one of his books from the same guy that sent him letters. Within four years, he's fucking dead. Coincidence?
2: No, I think the government killed him. He got, look, He got did he get his hands on a copy of this book? He had the OG copy of the book, right? They showed him the
0: copy before he printing it. Much. He knew he too much. He wrote the damn
1: book. Bad luck. And bad then he tried PG. to run away to Florida. What have we learned about? You don't run away to Florida. Look what happened to Ted Bundy. Look what happened to this guy.
0: (laughs) Now it is. uh, Some people do say that this uh, Carl Allen guy, writing to this guy, was just a fucking CIA agent himself, Mm. a fucking disinfo agent, and possibly maybe that's why the Navy printed this book as like disinfo, which that leads you to.
1: Oh my god. That
0: leads you to think like, what are they fucking hiding? If this is the shit they're pushing out as a possible conspiracy theory.
2: They want you focusing on this. And yeah, they the want us shit.
0: going into this rabbit hole. The, what oh, the fuck are they boats. actually hiding? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like we made a boat invisible. You think the Navy hasn't fucking been doing that for years? Called submarine. <laughs> think of <about>, how <laughs> <laughs> much shit the military has done that we don't even fucking know about that didn't get out like this. I don't want to know, dude. I want to sleep tonight. Okay, now, so... <laughs> okay. You know what did we learn Kutigra. from this? Yeah, what did we learn? It's one of our new segments. Uh, what did we learn from this? Explain Teabag it to me as like a teacher. 5-year-old. Yeah, explain <laughs> like I'm 5. What did we learn from this episode?
1: Carson Wentz is elite. No. Nope. If anything, <laughs> he's no. not he's invisible. <laughs> <laughs> Only in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> <Hell>. <laughs> He popped up in Norfolk, Virginia.
0: (laughs) Now, uh, so if you're ever on an invisible ship, one takeaway I will say is if you're ever on a ship that goes invisible.
1: Don't walk through a wall.
0: Yeah, (laughs) because you're going to fucking wind up like a kid in Jumanji. So just stay still. Um,
1: What are you telling me? If you thought you could walk through a wall, you wouldn't try it? You would absolutely try that shit. I don't risk it. Well, not after reading this. Yeah. I don't think you would think of this if that happened to you. I think I would. Yeah, that would be the first thing I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing you thought Holy of? Holy shit, this is just like that episode we If did. you were just at work one day and that happened, all the walls started going invisible on you, you wouldn't be like, oh, weird. I'm going to try this out. You'd think oh shit, this is just like... Ryan was right. God damn that's yeah. what This I is was just doing. like the episode we just did. Oh my God. Nobody move. Nobody Yeah, moved. I would
0: not move. I'd say everybody stay
1: exactly
0: where Freeze. you are, dude. You don't want to lose your fucking time signature, dude.
1: You are freaking out.
0: Man. Then you're the next fucking Benjamin Button.
1: That would Ooh. be sick. Next thing you oh. know, Brad
0: Pitt's playing you in a movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look at Brad's body.
0: All right, so yeah, anything else we fail. learned, you know, before we wrap this one up? This is
2: like our TLDR. Yeah. TLDL.
0: What's that? Too TLC? lazy,
2: didn't listen. Too lazy, didn't read. Philadelphia experiment. A boat going invisible. I didn't say sum up the episode. I said <laughs> tell me you're what t- you're t- talking about. i telling you what I took away from this whole, from watching YouTube videos you <laughs> <laughs> right, talking all right, about.
0: what did we get?
2: Navy experiment trying to make invisible boats. Okay. They weren't trying to do that. They did do that
0: again when, you're like, telling like, me what the experiment i'm telling was. you what i, I took <laughs> away from it. i didn't know what
2: the shit was before you if, i thought seriously okay you sent me the outline that says philadelphia experiment is carson wentz elite i said and that's oh, as far as he got <laughs> <laughs> i
1: thought
2: we were going to talk about sports tonight and here we are watching videos about a fucking boat disappearing about unified
1: field Theory. theory at least you came looking like nick Foles, so higgs, you higgs boson some Philadelphia particles to you.
0: okay so what did we take away
1: none of this
2: has been proved <laughs> 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 what's
1: your takeaway
0: i'm talking don't fucking move if the thing goes invisible that's the one that's okay.
1: what you took away right. from this whole thing all right what do you got I mean, honestly, I'm still thinking about... He's
2: still thinking about fucking yeah. Philadelphia. That's all he heard this whole episode. <laughs> yeah. hey, it's we're, we're like the teacher in Charlie Brown, and all he hears is fucking oh, Philadelphia. The his whole search episode. history is just, where
0: can I get the cheapest <laughs> Bryce
1: Harper jersey? <laughs> is it on eBay yet? Is it on the fucking Chinese sites yet? I don't want a Chinese one. Come on. Oh, shit. What did you actually learn? still got my mind twisted up around that theory. Unified field theory? That everything's the same. Running on the same group of laws. Principles. Principles. Rules. Mm. Okay. So you... Sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me. (laughs) (laughs) So your takeaway is physics.
0: Bunch (laughs) of bullshit. (laughs) Physics, a bunch of bullshit. Einstein, not that...
1: (laughs) I didn't say that. This man's crazy. (laughs) I didn't say Einstein wasn't smart. Does he have a car? (laughs) 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 Does he have a car named after him? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying Tesla doesn't get a lot of credit. You're
0: right. That's why Elon Musk fucking gave him the name. Okay, so. Never went to a doctor. Pretty smart guy. Nonetheless, these events are are plagued by a mass of incorrect uh, or inaccurate information, a lot of soft facts, if you will, uh, clouded by rumor and supposition, and therefore Mm -hmm. the exact truth of all of these incidents will probably never be known. Just like the
1: unified field theory.
0: And so that will tie in... To an upcoming episode, which we will cover at some point on the Montauk project, which makes claims of children being abducted, people switching bodies, portals, a psychic child summoning a monster through a wormhole. Are we talking Sound about Str- strange Things? Sound familiar?
1: Michael Jackson? Either one could fit that description.
0: Could fit that description of either one. So that will be an episode in the future. We do not know if that will be next week or not. We might, you know... You know, maybe closer... I'm thinking maybe closer to July 4th Mm. when season three is dropping, Stranger Mm. Things. Maybe we hit you guys with some Montauk project. We might. And there you have it. I mean, if you guys... uh, Anything we missed, feel free to let us know. Um, As always, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, We will be back shortly with another episode for you guys working on a lot of interesting stuff. And furthermore... If anybody out there knows anything or a simple way to explain unified field theory, seriously let us know, guys. I mean, me and T-Bag had a hell of a time looking into
1: that. hell of a time. Um, So, yeah. And I still don't get it. No one does. That's the thing. Uh, Loyal Legion, as always, thank you very much for listening to us. If you'd like to get in contact, hit us up on the email, at gmail.com. Slide in those DMs on the gram. Podcast from Outer Space. Thanks again, y'all. And on that. So long and thanks for all the fish.